Hey, audio only listener, you are in a rare club. You are old school doing the radio thing. Most people are either watching uh, visually on YouTube or, of course, behind uh, the Mug Club membership because there are a lot of exclusive visual sketches and elements that you don't get in the audio-only version. But uh, either way, you can join up and support this show if you want it to keep going at ladderwithbetter.com slash mug club. $69 annually for students, veterans, military. Just enter in that promo code. We really appreciate you listening or watching on YouTube and uh, hope to see you on the other side. Ladderwithbetter.com slash mug club. Nosotros somos Moklum. Hijo de putas! <laughs> sí, ahora está Bumbo. Yo lo hice. El Bubox. No hay Bubox! The story that was being told about. Espera, espera. La Susan Wazinski. Señora Wazinski. Con la DPDC. We don't need your kind of violence on our platforms. After Blacko Mugscabar made his point to the SPLC loud and clear, YouTube decided to enlist the help of some unexpected allies. See, they needed private companies to do their bidding, free from the constraints of a nonprofit organization. So what better than one of the largest entertainment corporations in the world? If Blacko sent a message, YouTube decided that it was time to send one back. Que putas madres! What is this? Todos que encargué, give me a queso, and you're this. Me pedro me mense, and I'm a snabres. Entonces, Fox, get an experience. Moclaves de vida, Cassie de Pierre, America, Cubano. Ataco, Vina Semano, Avocado Mixto. Eso fue una. A gallery! Sicolis, a tabernak, a metaconus!
You're supposed to be dead. Jihari Bani, he killed you. So I've been told. How did Your you... preservation of Mug Club in my absence is much appreciated. All your tremendous work has not gone unnoticed. Even Brandon. You're dead. I had to take over. I had to take charge. Tell me, Blacko. Do you feel in charge? I have missed this. The scent of fear. Of intimidation. It is palpable. But it is misplaced. I return. Not as an adversary, but an ally, a liberator. I've heard of your conflicts with the SPLC, of the false DMCAs from the rodents, of your run-ins with the glorified Latinx set Vox. I have it under control. No, Flacco. That is merely a delusion. Though I appreciate your zeal, it warms my cockles. There are far more sinister forces afoot than even you realize. But hear this promise. If you follow me, I will lead you. And together, we will fight. We will win, and we will transform Mug Club into a power the likes of which YouTube has never seen. That's called Whoa. Exploring Ooh. the New Space, New Studio, yeah. Quarter Black Air. Show yeah. the new studio that we have, the wonderful studio brought to Look you courtesy Whoa. of the wonderful people at NBC Vox. Yes. We really yeah. appreciate you making it happen. <laughs> No longer in my garage. So much space. Uh, today on the show, glad to be back with you. It's our first show back after a three-week break. Ooh, we have Ben Shapiro yeah. on the program. Whoa, we'll be nice. talking about uh, pedophilia in the entertainment industry, as well as just uh, the society at large, along with uh, last yeah, night's yeah. presidential <laughs> debates and the one before that. So, question of the day. We've now had four uh, opportunities to hear from the Democrat presidential candidates. Mm. So, question. <laughs> Knowing that one of these people will be running against President Trump, uh, what do you think the president will be serving at his victory party? I'm thinking something <laughs> with a dip. Yeah, Sonic. <laughs> Definitely Sonic. I'm thinking Chick Fil A again. Mm -hmm. My half Asian lawyer Bill Richmond is here in third yeah. chair. Some uh, big announcements coming soon with the uh, half Asian lawyer Bill Richmond. Oh, Quarter Black Garrett, show me your hood pass. What's up, dog? At G Morgan Jr. What's the wine of the day? We got Paradigm Merlot. I missed so much Paradigm. telling you that nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> it Delicious. is good to be back. Let, let it all out. Let it all out. 
Everyone have a good break? Everyone have a good break? Yeah, it was good. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And this really wasn't a break for everyone here. Of course, we have audio weight as well. Everyone was working on assembling the new studio. They're like, this is a break. Can I get a new job, please? So this has been a long time coming. We used to be in a in a dirty massage parlor. Was Yes. It's true. It was clean. My mother kept it clean. It was after we moved in. And then uh, Half Asian Bill became my lawyer, and it was dirty once more. Leading <laughs> the news. That's possible. We have so much to get to. Uh, <laughs> oh of course, gosh. Democrats, they debated on CNN for the past two nights. You know this. Wednesday's highlight was Tulsi Gabbard destroying, I'm using the clickbait title, destroyed, destroyed. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, her record as attorney general. Here, here's a clip. She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> she blocked Ooh. evidence. That's true. That would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. Oops. Uh, I probably didn't want that on national television. <laughs> yeah. Now, Zing. Kamala Harris's response go. was uh, very much the same as every other time someone with brown skin talked back to her. Yeah, it oh. seems as though. Yeah. Wow. People listen to audio, it only makes sense if you watch. Tuesday <laughs> night. You get the gist. There's so much we had to get to, and we'll get to the guy who wanted people to wax his uh, balls, a transgender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I mean, was a yeah, huge story while we were gone. We leave and the world goes crazy. Ah, it's still crazy. As always. Tuesday night, of course, got heated uh, between Bernie Sanders, Congressman John Delaney. Uh, they were discussing Medicare for all. This was a clip that made the yeah. rounds. What I'm talking about is really simple. We should deal with the tragedy of the uninsured and give everyone health care as a right. But why do we got to be the party of taking something away no, from people? No. You're on the wrong stage. <laughs> yeah. He's about two look steps around. away from Just primarying Donald Trump. I know. Yeah. These guys were looking to kick him off of the stage right there. <laughs> Actually, though, after the debate, the two candidates were, were heard. We, I think we have exclusive audio oh. behind the stage. They were overheard attempting to kind of reconcile their, their differences. Delaney, perhaps I've not made myself clear, okay? We take private insurance, yes? And then we remove it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why do we have to remove it? No, 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 no. You're not hearing me. Okay, we first have private insurance. Yes. Right. Well, after my plan, we're not going to have that anymore. That's what I'm saying. You're not following. We'll return to them as it uh, <laughs> develops. Oh, my gosh. The clear winner, though, I think, I really from both nights, we'll be talking about this with Ben Shapiro, uh, mm. obviously Marianne Williamson. In case you doubt me. Yes. Again. In case you doubt me. Was that, was that showing how many people searched her? Yeah. Is that what that was? Oh, yeah. Well, this is because she's crazy. crazy. It was like when the Osbournes <laughs> came out as a reality yes. show and everyone was watching it. Of course. Marianne Williamson is the new Osborne. Doesn't mean they need to be the next president <laughs> of the United even States. Except even Ozzy is didn't do that most strokes, man. Right. <laughs> just, you know, if you don't, just watch the clip. If you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized <laughs> hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, oh, then I'm it. afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. Campaign headquarters, wow. by the way, is filled with crystals. <laughs> dark crystals. I mean, we need to make sure the mercury's in retrograde so that yes. she wins yes. the primary. Yes, we do. My God. This does explain, though, her initially, previously confusing campaign slogan, only Marianne Williams can stop the nothing. <laughs> Movie doesn't stand up, uh, by the way. No, 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 so almost wow. the stone is locked. Usually that's a Did Gerald you, that, scenario. That's I where know. I usually chime in. No, All right, go ahead. I thought the funniest like part that? was that she she reserved the the craziest part of her night for a, a moment when they were talking about water in Flint, Michigan, a place controlled by Democratic mayors for I don't know ever. Right. Yeah. Also, a lot of zebra mussels. 
So I just blame them. Hey, look at that. In that entertainment news, uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> no one familiar with the zebra no, muscle? No. no one familiar with mollusk it. genre it of humor? It's a genre. The mollusk. In entertainment Love news. clam jokes. <laughs> what is a mollusk? <laughs> is it a clam? Is a mollusk? Does that mean like a shelled? Brad Pitt. <laughs> That's the wrong show. Wrong show. He got surprised uh, with a kiss from his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood co-star, Lena Dunham. This comes from Daily Mail. Yeah, the yeah. other cast members she appeared. Was in that movie? They were shocked, too, during their display of affection. Uh, now, of course, while disturbed afterward, Brad Pitt stated that he initially, quote, wasn't concerned because he thought he was kissing Jonah Hill. <laughs> uncanny. It is uncanny. Oh, it really is a little That creepy. would be pleasurable. You about to say something? I, I have a Lena Dunham blocker. I didn't even know she was in the movie. I've seen the movie. Had no clue she was in the movie. Oh, well. Really? I'm not kidding. Good for you. <laughs> you have Elena Dunham block. Apparently, like it just anytime she shows up on the screen, it just magically goes away. You honestly had no idea that wonderful. she was in there? I really didn't know. Really? When, I, I was more I surprised that Lena Dunham was in that movie than that she kissed Brad Pitt. Let me just tell you that. Wow. Had no idea. You really need to get a CAT scan. In other <laughs> entertainment news, uh, Dancing with the Stars, the costume designer, Randall Christensen, died Aww, recently. Man, this was big news, very sad. Sorry. His last request was for a private and tasteful burial and uh, to be buried in something that really shows off his tits. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Service was presided over by Dave Coulier, by the way. Cut oh. it out. By the way, I don't even know. With Dave Coulier, when you think about it, cut it out was his oh tagline. But this cut makes sense. Cut. Okay. But yeah. it out? It's just pointing. Well, what do you do for it? That's pointing. You know, Come up of, with something. Well, <laughs> if this is your raison d'etre, so, like, is cut it out. Point to a do red balloon or what? I mean, how are you going to do a point? You got a point. It's you know what? Just ditch the clowns. show altogether. <laughs> we don't need Dave Coulier. I don't care how many times should, he slept with a Linus Morissette. Oh, is that my what gosh. you're saying? You were, you were giving G. Morgan Jr. a run yeah, for run. No, I thought we were First doing day. Is this the big uh, announcement? Day. Is he taking my place? By the way, this Sunday, for those who don't know, important day. We do need it. We want yes. to honor everybody. This Sunday yes. is a single working women's day founded in 2006. It's Sorry. a day to pay homage and recognize the important role single working women play in our communities and families. So like Mother's Day for women who don't matter. <laughs> Aww. Ooh. Well, they don't matter any more than uh. anybody else, I guess. I was reading this story. I was looking for. I thought for it was single. For women who don't matter <laughs> it was kind of funny the person who wrote this article said he's like i'm surprised it's been going for five years and not one fortune 500 company participates in this. i'm like good they shouldn't yeah, who cares it's perfect it's the forgotten woman rightfully so finally a man uh who was accused of killing his wife he claimed that a uh, powerful group infected him with mayonnaise this Again? is a story that I just yeah i was obsessed with on my break shock uh this comes from kget i don't know some local uh, affiliate it says uh, according to the documents the alleged powerful group put the mayonnaise in him mm. but the man couldn't identify who quote they were <laughs> Now, listen, we looked into this. We were obsessed with this. We looked into this powerful group, and I don't want to be conspiratorial. I don't want to be right. irresponsible. But if you do the research, seriously, for a second, for a second, do if you the do research. the research, it does turn out there, there is some validity to his claims. It's not a mollusk, it's Again? a molek. I oh. should have known it was you behind Again? this molek. <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious. How did that make him kill his wife? I get it's crazy, but how did that make That's him kill his wife? It's almost as though the show is not accurate. Um, <laughs> hey, before we move on, we want to get to Maybe. the left's push for pedophilia and uh, Mario Lopez, all this stuff. We'll have Ben Shapiro on in a bit. You you were telling me a story before the show. Mm -hmm. You went to go get a car recently. I did, I did, and they were kind of, you know, they're playing the game where 
you know, oh, we're waiting for the manager, and there were some other customers, and the sales guy was talking to the customers. He bumps into this plant, and he's like, oh, no big deal. It's not real. And so I'm getting a little frustrated. I'm hungry, as you can tell, as right. I always am. So I reach over, and I grab the plant. As always. And I lean it to my mouth, and I bite off the end of it, and I just chew it down while looking at the sales guy, and are I swallow serious? it. And I go, what? are we doing here? I'm hungry. <laughs> are we doing this or not? And then I ended up getting a good deal and it was fine. It worked. It worked. It was worked. Yeah, it was great. Right. It was awesome. So I get out of there and like two hours later, I'm at home eating dinner with my wife and I'm like, oh, I like can't, I, mean, I feel really bad. Like I, my stomach hurts, but I've totally <laughs> forgotten that I, eat, I ate this plant earlier because it's like not that weird for me to have done that. And so then I finally That's get, not strange at all. I right? get to the part all. of the story where I tell her that part and she's like, don't you think that might be the reason? So we Google poisonous office plants and the first plant that comes up is the plant that I ate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, the mother-in-law's tongue, the snake plant. So, oh, you know. No uh, way. There you go. Yeah, so I, uh, I well, threw I, up my poke bowl, came back and finished the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> How's the car? Wonderful. Good. You That's get, all. It was it worth it? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah I, I just love the Pontiac Aztec. I'm just telling you. It <laughs> was makes me very totally confident in our legal outcomes when we trot across <laughs> yeah. that uh, yeah. that dock he leans next in to Vox. Google. Getting crazy. Uh, all right. So this is the context. I, re- and I another question of the day. Do you think that the whole push for pedophilia now has become mainstream? At what point does it become mainstream? Yeah. And uh, how far? I, you know, it's, we're not just going down a slippery. It's not a slippery slope. It's like we're going down a slope in a flying saucer with the cereal varnish from Christmas <laughs> Vacation. Yes. It is yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Nice. It's yeah, crazy. Yes, uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Gosh, it seems like it was a week ago. Mario yeah. Lopez. He was attacked because he had the gall. He had the stones, mind you, to say that parents should be careful about three-year-olds choosing their gender. Right? He was forced to apologize. That's insane. Absolutely insane. So think about that for a second. Before we move on to how this relates to sort of pedophilia and this hypersexualization of children and how it's become mainstream, think of what that apology signifies. Okay? He is saying, I am sorry for suggesting that parents (laughs) shouldn't allow their three year old or four year old or eight year old child to make a permanent decision regarding puberty blockers and stunting their growth for the rest of their life. I am so sorry. I now know better and I will be more thoughtful in the future. By that, I mean guaranteeing uh, the moral high ground to the opinion that all children should make permanent sexual decisions at the age of three. And that's why I have have no tolerance for people who apologize on these issues anymore. Really. Have we talked about this? We talked about it on, on. Wednesday, if, yeah. if people want to stay in the closet, you don't want to come out as conservative, that's fine. I understand it. Keep your head down. But do not apologize when you yeah. have done nothing wrong. And you know, listen, your view hasn't changed, Mario Lopez. <laughs> no, Let's not be honest at all. here. You didn't, yeah. have, you didn't have a change of heart. You're just afraid. Right. And it's only going to get worse because you apologize. I have, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and everything that he said, he actually said it in one of the nicest ways possible. Like he was like, look, I, I understand that parents, you know, they do their thing, and, and it's not for me to tell somebody else how to raise their kids. But I think it's kind of a dangerous thing to let a three-year-old decide their gender. Like, how do you say that in any more of a nice way? He didn't yeah. say it in a mean way, a hateful way. He wasn't throwing shade at the parents. He was just saying, I don't think this is a great idea. And this is just yeah. like uh, last night where they're trying to get Joe Biden to apologize. Right. Joe Biden, yeah. because he, he had the nerve to say, listen, if someone has entered this country illegally, we should have a legal course of action to deport them. <laughs> how, how dare Shock. he say what that? What a crazy Why man. would you apologize Wrong stage, for Joe. that? Wrong stage, Joe. I don't understand. Mean, honestly, these people... If, uh, <laughs> The Republicans. Yeah, I gotta, no. tell, I gotta <laughs> tell you, it's at least consistent, right? I mean, if you're saying that a three-year-old who clearly doesn't have the life experience or intelligence or even the communication abilities to make decisions like this, when you look at the candidates that are up there in the debates, <laughs> right. it's no yeah. wonder that they want people at that level to be making the decisions. Yeah, but, yeah. that's but the, the rea- level they operate but, at, yeah, right? Exactly. But, <laughs> that's but, that's where they play. The rea- I mean, yeah. no one would let anyone make any other kind of decision 
like this. So why is Mario Lopez apologizing for something that is on its face just ridiculous? Yeah. Well, they, yeah. I don't think the left agrees with you because they believe that those kids should be able to uh, have sex, cut off their c*** and vote. Ooh. In other uh, transgender news, <laughs> just to story. get to this, well, we're getting to the pedophilia thing, Jessica Yaniv, right? This is the person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there's something yeah. that a lot of people don't know here, but let's go to the uh -oh. clip first. This is the person, for people who don't know, Marley was dead to begin with, mm. uh, suing places, estheticians, for not waxing Z's balls. Oh. And what if she did that? And then, ah. then a dude, uh, you know, a, a man comes <laughs> in and says he's a woman, shot. and then he wants my wife to polish his Johnson. You know, in in this day and age, with the with the BC Human Rights Code and the Canadian Human Rights Code, if someone identifies as a woman, they have to receive those gender affirming care services. That's the well, that's the law. I didn't understand a word <laughs> that gentleman was saying. Was that a clump in whiteface? It it's just something. Eddie Murphy under all of them. No, no, that was Ursula. Listen, not even yeah, exactly. Not even making an effort there. This okay. person even testified at a British uh, Columbia Human Rights Tribunal. Really? By the way, same kind of human rights tribunal that had Mike. Ward, right? They wanted to yeah, find him yeah. uh, for a joke. Oh. And the story oh, dominated the culture war oh while we were gosh. gone um, with even the, the prime minister, uh, yeah. actually, oh, a press true. conference, yeah. in case you missed it. Yeah. No, it's important I clarify, transphobia has no home in Canada. And this beautiful and brave woman, she deserves the same dignity and basic human rights as all women, including that of having her beautiful scrotum and testicles waxed without fear oh, of shame. I there would be a big check. And as Canada's chief executive, let me offer Jessica our sincerest apologies. And as a symbolic show of unity, allow me to now perform the original services you were so rudely denied. Mr. Mr. Prime Minister, I, I was told there would be a... No, no, Jessica. There's no need to accept a consolation prize here. Actually, my, my lawyer and I, we, we, have, we discussed them. Hey, hey. Please, please. The most important things in life cannot be bought or sold, like the dignity of which you were robbed, on which I could place well, I, well, no actually, monetary value. Well, actually, we, we agreed upon it. And so there's no sense now. in trying. Please, please don't. Please don't touch me. All right. All right. Get the hell off hey. me. Uh, no, yeah. Well, you know what? That's, yeah. Stop touching me, man. Uh, 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 by the way, something that people haven't necessarily that's talked about yet, that anyway. Jessica also under fire for trying to throw a semi-nude kid's pool party where parents weren't allowed. The ball's on this broad, and we're going to wow. get back to that later, wow. by the way. It's, it's unsurprising to me. It's completely inevitable because by its very nature, it's sexualizing children. This yeah, is a yeah. sexual decision. This involves one. We talk about reproductive rights. Right. What about the reproductive rights of children? Yeah. Don't yeah. shouldn't shouldn't they have the right to be protected yeah, as yeah. it relates to their ability to reproduce? We're actually talking about reproductive rights. <laughs> yeah. Every time they all. push some gender studies trend, all the focus immediately on children. Yeah. Why? And let's review this, and you might think this is kind of a fringe uh, tendency, but they have a long history of sexualizing children, pushing pedophilia. So let's yeah. go to a brief history lesson here. 20th century, okay? Uh, many famous academics, they argued in favor of pedophilia. 1977, wow. in response, there was a, there were three Frenchmen being put on trial. Are you familiar with this case, uh, Half Asian? I mean, I've heard of the, the summary. I would imagine you probably yeah. try and avoid it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so the case Gosh. law. It's not my general I'm area skip over that of law. One. Oh, the French. Imagine yeah. the person who has to defend a pedophile. Yeah. That's got to be really or difficult. Three. Yeah, or three. <laughs> uh, so this is in response. Three Frenchmen, they were put on trial, okay, for having sex with kids, young as 13. Wow. Number of French intellectuals signed a petition to legalize sex with young children, okay? This is important because we've talked about gender theory. All of the biggest postmodernist thinkers in France, they signed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michel Foucault, Jean Sartre, uh, Jacques, I think it's, was it Jacques Derrida? Jean-Francois Lyotard is his actual name. Simone Lyotard? De, Simone de Beauvoir. You, we've talked about Simone before. The list goes on. The crazy thing is, by the oh way, gosh. the age of wow. consent in France, right, they decided this was going to be the mantle they would, they would carry. Yeah. It was already 15. <laughs> They wanted to completely young abolish. Pushing it. <laughs> okay. 
any law regarding age. In an interview about this petition, Foucault said, I want to quote him directly, to assume that a child is incapable of explaining what happened and was incapable of giving his consent are two abuses that are intolerable, quite unacceptable. So he thinks it's abuse to not allow kids to have sex. Keep in mind, Foucault is still, to this day, the most cited author in all of the humanities studies across colleges. He is... The, he's thought of as the father, the godfather of gender theory itself. Simone de Beauvoir, we just talked about Simone de Beauvoir, yeah. a French existentialist. She's the first person to claim that gender was a social construct, serves as the bedrock for modern gender theory. Oh, boy. I'm starting wow. to see a trend here. So these were the theorists, <laughs> is, right? This is important to note, crazy. the theorists, the right. philosophers. And did you learn in college, the John Money study? Did you learn? This was a, the guy who had twins, I, and he no. raised one as a boy, one as a girl? I know the study now, but I did so not know This that. is important because this, again, everything you know about transgenderism, you say, well, why does it always push to pedophilia? Well, here's why. Sorry. You have the philosophers, <laughs> the theory, who established it. By the way, they still believe there were only two genders. They didn't believe that there were 57, like, on your Facebook profile. Yeah, but they we'll were only so that. crazy. Hey, then there was, 72 genders. Then okay. there was, in practice, the case study. We wouldn't call it a clinical trial, but you've learned about this in this is John Money. Uh, he was the one who had twins, right? He raised yeah. one as a boy, one as a girl, to prove that gender was arbitrary. We've already covered this. Wow. One of the twins yeah. uh, was, I, I can't remember the one that was raised as a girl, I think, yeah, committed suicide. Yes. Yeah. The other one did not, to be fair, died of an overdose of antidepressants. And uh, this is still taught in schools as the basis of the yeah. modern medical yeah. approach to transgenderism. And he had this, John Money, to say about pedophilia. If I were to see the case of a boy aged 10 or 11 who's intensely erotically attracted toward a man in his wow. 20s or 30s, if the relationship is totally mutual and the bonding is genuinely totally mutual, then I would, by the way, that's redundant. Money was redundant <laughs> yeah. in his studies. I wouldn't be surprised said, if he did it with four. He had four twins in the study. You only need two. You only need two. Well, and he made he them. Said, he made them then I would not call it pathological in any way. That, that's wow, insane. Wow. He, he made them, in a point kind of we skipped over, he made them perform sexual acts with each other. Yes, yeah. dominating the sexual kids. acts. Yeah, incredible. And That in and of itself is sexual abuse. Uh, the the uh, poet, uh, Alan Ginsberg, I think we talked about, was deported from Cuba for saying Che Guevara was <laughs> yeah. cute. Yeah. Member yeah. of NAMBLA. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I read oh, well. into that because I, I didn't even know that. And he claimed that it was just for, uh, that NAMBLA itself was just for discussion purposes. Right. To discuss these issues. And I joined it as as a part of that because I wanted to be able to discuss. Yeah, what? Yeah, that's just being. In the hell are you talking talking about being curious well look if you can if, if people can, oh, like you point? with a house plant if, if people that don't like guns rail against the nra certainly we can all lock arms against nambla we're more used to say oh if you don't like gay marriage don't get gay married <laughs> right exactly but what if i don't like children being subjected yeah. to societal pedophilia well then yeah. don't be a part of society i mean how do you how do you three years problem? old Remember, people are now Crazy. crucifying Mario Lopez, A.C. Slater, yeah. for saying that a three-year-old can't decide to change his gender. Well, hold on a second. If a kid can change their gender, why wouldn't they be able to consent to sex? Right. Surely, a sex change is a bigger life decision than just having sex. People right. need to understand this. It's natural that this would follow suit. To, to give you an example, like when people, you have all these, these interviews on uh, late night talk shows. Right. Oh, tell us about your first time having sex. Like, oh, right. my first time was with my wife and I didn't know what I was doing and it was awkward. Or my first right. time was, you mm-hmm. know, at a seven minutes in heaven and I, I didn't know how to undo the blouse. Seven and minutes. it's like, my first time was when I cut <laughs> off my c- How could you get that long? Oh my gosh. Oh. My second time Before was when I, I had to even reopen, knew it was. <laughs> reopen the wound where Ooh. I cut off my c- uh, This makes for a bad children's book. My point is that's your first time. <laughs> Gosh. All right, so let's go to the oh, second point terrible. here. Normalizing pedophilia. This is happening, right? We normalize it yeah. outright right now. Uh, didn't die out in yeah. the 70s. No. Just, I think we have some overlays here. The pedophilia supporting mm-hmm. publications, they've been running stories over the yeah. last few years. Yep. Yeah, we actually broke the fact that the salon pedophile was the one who was actually still yeah. currently grooming children. And yep. then they wrote an article that we were monsters. Yep. <laughs> 
So they we made an argument that uh, pedophilia was a disease. Does that hold up in a court of law, by the way, half Asian Bill Richmond? What? Just having the argument? Yeah, I that mean, pedophilia is a disease. Like, I mean, is there precedent for that? That people are like, oh. I mean, Sorry. It's, it's, so I would say that the thing is to say that w you would have to define what is a disease, right? To so say right, right. a crime is whatever society says a crime is. And obviously, if you have to have a moral standard, you set the crimes, and that's what becomes a crime. If it's also a disease, it might also be a disease. But whether it's a disease or not a disease doesn't change that it can be morally unacceptable. Does it, yeah. does that's it matter? Probably an irrelevant, yeah. It's probably so. an irrelevant point. But if you are able to say that it's a disease, does that mean that, oh, now we just have to say it's just a natural happening? You know, like, oh, you, you know, you're too overweight to fit in this thing, so now it's everyone else's problem. Oh, you just yeah. have this disease. Oh, kleptomaniac, it's just a disease. Like, just let him steal a little bit and right. kind of yeah. wean himself yeah. off it'll, of it. Right. That, that is the problem when you say, label something as a, as a disease in order to relieve responsibility. It is the next step to saying, well, it shouldn't be a crime anymore. Right. Well, they're not, they're not trying to just label it as a disease for, for, you know, for us to kind of fix it. They're saying, right. no, that's the excuse. The right. excuse is that's it's a disease exactly and it. we shouldn't look at this as something that's bad. Right. You know, that this person was just born that way. And, and could we not have seen this coming? Yeah. Maybe if we could go back in our DeLoreans and go yeah. back to the time when they were trying to legalize this, we could say, but guys, isn't this a slippery slope? At what point do you stop it? Maybe pedophilia will become your well, chance. Argue, and you're like, no, no, no. Well, that's they argue in salon in these places, but since it's a disease, it shouldn't be punished. We should look at helping these people. Well, your Honor, I know I killed his four clients, exactly. but, uh, you yeah. know, I was temporarily insane. And, uh... I should be free to go. No. <laughs> no. I'll do no. one year at the hospital and be good. Yeah. yeah. You can't undo the rape. No. Sorry, I don't care if you had a disease. Yeah. No, uh, they also, of course, have been trying to imply that's a natural sexual orientation. So a after a lot of this pushback, no. by the way, Salon, they kind of, they pulled the pedophile uh, stuff from their website. Um, but let's go on to how they've been pushing it in a different way. By the way, hit the notification bell if you uh, haven't already because subscriptions don't mean anything. Of course, join MugClub, letterclub.com slash MugClub. You get a full daily show. Subscribe on iTunes for exclusive audio content, and please leave us uh, a rating there. Um, here's something else that's been going on for a long time. Child drag queens. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we have some B-roll. 11-year-old drag queen Desmond. Uh, this is, yeah, called Desmond is Amazing. Stripping at a club, having money thrown at him for people who can't oh, see right gosh. now. Look at this. Tell me that isn't disturbing. Yeah. Look at this. This is a boy stripping, and they say there's nothing sexual about this. Stripping and men giving him money. By the way, I got in trouble at 14 for mowing lawns because it was a violation <laughs> of the Labor Bureau. Mm -hmm. Remember that? They were like, "You technically you're not supposed yeah. to do that. It's illegal." What about when they're making it rain on an 11 year old <laughs> exactly. dressed in Michael yeah. Jackson sailor yeah. pants? All the lemonade stands cops have been breaking up around the nation. That's and the only reason they're okay with this, by the way, is because it's gay. Oh, Can you imagine absolutely. if it were just a straight strip club with an 11-year-old girl there? Yeah. Uh, Can what, you what imagine if, the ramifications yeah, there? Mean, what if that would, was It would never occur, right? It would never occur. It would never occur to anyone well, to Bill, do Bill, that. Because even if it was someone's fetish, they'd be like, hold on, no, there's other people here. <laughs> right? But it, at this club, you're like, oh, let's roll camera, roll tape, check right. the gate repeatedly. <laughs> so you're telling me, so legally, if I have uh, child pornographic pictures on one of my devices, laptop, whatever, I can go to jail for that. And you're telling me Rightfully that this so. is okay? This stripping is well, not this is, they, they tell us, close yeah, to insane. that? They tell us it has nothing to do. Child drag queens, nothing to do with sexual right. uh, sexuality. But then let right. me ask this. Why is one of them a mascot for an erotic clothing company? Right. Lest you think yeah. I exaggerate. Here you go. Look. Yeah. House right. of Man. Yep. Of course, Ew. after they were called on it, they tried to scrub the word <laughs> erotic from their website. 
because yeah. words, those pesky words, the, some would argue that actually in a tone-deaf move, they replaced the word erotic with crotchless leather. That doesn't seem like it was well-timed. <laughs> Again, imagine if it were a nine-year-old girl with a ball gag in her mouth yeah. as the face of, right. of The Gap, yeah. an erotic clothing store. You don't see it. Yeah, right. by, by the way, uh, every man who's ever been caught going to a strip club when they shouldn't be, honey, it has nothing to do with sexuality at all. They're just dancing to go through college. It's exactly the same excuse they're using there. Was Not this, so much, except they're dancing much. to go through preschool. <laughs> oh. Oh. She's dancing to go through little learners. Oh, my Daycares gosh. are expensive these days. <laughs> Petunias aren't going to plant themselves. Gosh. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I did. No one else did that in pre-kindergarten? You no. planted no. petunias? I just cut out pictures. I don't know. I couldn't I even say petunias. I tried to wait till college. Did you pronounce the P in, or is it just tunias? I think it's, it's petunias. Petunias. Oh, sure. tunias. Good. I didn't get that right. Did you? Uh, <laughs> uh, tunias? <laughs> no idea. Petunias. Duh, tunias. Oh, my God. Is that what you ate? Was it petunia? Snake plant. Snake plant. Snake got it. Petunias are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he ate a plant it's right in the middle of the conversation. Here, okay? It's a power <laughs> move. It's a power hey, move. Hey, By the way, let's yeah. scale it back because you're going to a lot All of people right. say, well, hold on, right. that's really extreme, right? Dra the drag queen scenario. No, that, that was trending on YouTube and was supported yeah. by yeah. the uh, transgender community at large. But on shows everywhere. Let's scale it back. Drag queen story time. Harmless, right? This is just people reading the kids. It happens at <laughs> libraries across the country. Well, except in a Portland library, it ended up with drag queens dry humping children. They're the pictures. They're the yep. pictures. Oh that my is gosh. the. By the way, that guy moonlights as a scout counselor. <laughs> what? No, of course that's not true. <laughs> what is with this? I, was, this I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> drag queen story time. Houston ended yeah. up with not one but. Two sex offenders on its oh roster. My gosh. That's two. Two registered sex offenders. I mean, nobody, rape, rape, rape. Nobody can do any background checks. In an effort to appease a, a sliver of a sliver of the American public, we're now putting kids in harm's way. We're now you saying that ask. kids. You can't I'm, I'm saying, in. like, we're now saying your kids. By the way, anybody who thinks it's, this is okay, let's put your kids first in line for that reading, okay? Yeah. Let's put your money where your mouth is. And, and then, then lock by the you way, away the parents, for child abuse. You can't go and watch and make sure that your kid's okay. Let's just put them in there if you Can trust them Can we bring that so picture back up? When I was a kid, uh, we went to Major Magic, which is the Michigan yeah. equivalent of Chuck E. Cheese, and I was terrified of the clowns. <laughs> that is the kind of, if I, if that, my balls would never drop, I would be so terrified. <laughs> Look, hey, They would be hey. permanently lodged. <laughs> As they are now. That is gut-wrenchingly terrifying. <laughs> Look, okay, Angelina Jolie and Maleficent, she looks amazing. Okay? <laughs> Just those photos are Maleficent too. But it's a yeah. woman as a woman. I'm okay with that. Uh, I know, I know. I'm not those okay are, with any of this. Circling back to uh, Jessica, Jessica, the Canadian um, trans activist, the one who insists that uh, women get their balls waxed is a human right now. <laughs> it just sounds yeah. weird. Along with internet in Germany, getting your balls waxed as a woman. Yeah. Turns out, tried to host a no parents allowed topless pool party for 12 year old girls. Also allegedly does. tried to show child porn to underage wow. girls. Obsessed about, uh, was talking about new girls in locker rooms, asking about tampons. This Jessica, he Jeez. asked if it's okay for 10 year old girls uh, to bear all in the locker room. He asked, sorry, we have to bleep this. Do you see t's and pussy ever to 12 year old girls? Which by wow. the way, I guarantee you they do. They have them. So this is really just to get like he's not he's not he's not even really getting he's not asking anything no to which he doesn't know the answer do you ever see yourself naked asking he was asking them the best way to bond with girls De he was devastated by the way he was devastated when it turned out that they weren't just parading around naked in the locker room he was really upset yeah. by it yeah. Oh I don't know. It's not Porky's. <laughs> That's what he thought. He's going to get a 12-year-old Jessica Andrews yeah. scenario. It's just getting off to asking questions to 12-year-old yeah. girls. That's, That's sick. That's so disturbing. Have you heard about this in mainstream media anywhere? You've heard about the initial story, right? Right. Yeah. Expli this, keep in mind, Jessica is explicit that Z is attracted to females and identifies himself as a proud lesbian. So 
I'm still angling for that okay. available striker spot in the U.S. women's soccer team. <laughs> yes, soccer, finally. Which, it's by the goalie. way, I had to run a Google search oh, okay. on soccer. That's Dang. an actual position, striker. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I, I, do think, I do think that there's probably a number of people in the audience who are, are uncomfortable with the fact that we're even talking about yeah, this. Yeah, right. But, but you should I would be. implore you, look at these sources. Go do the Google search yourself and yeah. realize that this really is an issue. And, and yeah. burying your head about it and not speaking up about it. I mean, I'm not saying you got to you know go to the library and do it. You know, but, but letting people know that it really is a problem, yeah. as uncomfortable as it may be, yeah. is, is important. Because otherwise, yeah. that is what allows the slippery slope If you Google search this, it can't be any more embarrassing than me Googling <laughs> soccer. <laughs> If the FBI had a warrant for my hard drive and they saw, I would direct them to, no, 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 the, the very defaming hardcore pornography. <laughs> not, not, soccer. not soccer. Don't look at the soccer balls. Do you mind, by the way, see it? When we're talking about mainstream, CNN's Chris Cuomo, the DNC pool boy in chief, said that 12-year-old girls are bigots if they don't want to look at grown men's penises. There's the tweet. Yeah. I can't believe that one. How, how are you supposed to be tolerant of a child seeing a man's penis? Like, how is, how is the word tolerance thrown in there? That, that should never happen, period. Right. Yeah, we so would why think is so. and Cuomo was saying she needs to be more tolerant. Dad needs to teach her to be of a guy's penis no, hanging out. No, no. For we also need more to tolerant see? of a boy stripping down and having corners yes. thrown at him at drag queen story time. Well, at least yeah. get some dollar bills out. Let's have some. The point is the, the, the history, right? Okay. The history oh, is this oh. is all founded upon this. The founders of the feast supported pedophilia. All of modern gender theory. Look at Simone de Beauvoir. Look at John Money. Look at all of these. people. They are the most cited of anyone out there. Yeah. They all supported this. They actively signed on to this. They championed this. And the same people, the same organizations who have the ear of everyone at the DNC, who are attacking Mario Lopez, yeah. look at their platforms. They all support this. This is about as sick as something can get. And this is yeah. something that I think people, uh, everyone needs to think about here. When we talk about our responsibilities as a society. The conversation now has turned to free stuff a lot, right? Our mm -hmm. responsibility to provide free school, free health care, free tampons. But you know what? Before we get to the free commodities, that you would like, not a right, commodities that you would like to not have to pay for. How about we understand the most basic societal responsibility since the beginning of civilization? Not Western civilizations, by, uh, by the way, unless you try and call this a racist dog whistle for the alt-right. Just civilizations. Yeah. Since the beginning of human beings. The responsibility to protect the most vulnerable among us. That's why we would send men out and protect the women and children in battle. Right? You, you send out the strong to protect the vulnerable. Would anyone disagree that the vulnerable would include children? Yeah. If this is as sick as it gets, mm. and it's mainstream. In today's left, it's a consistent pattern. And how often do you hear about this right now from the press? Go to, right now, do this, do this experiment. Go to the homepage at Vox. Go to HuffPo. Go to Salon. Go to the YouTube homepage. Go to their YouTube Heroes Trans LGBTQ AAIP activist page. Is anyone talking about this Jessica business? Will anyone be talking about this segment? I guarantee you they won't, unless it's expressing outrage and offense over the serial sex offending tranny profile, uh, pedophile, sorry. Why? Because I misgendered him. That's what they'll be upset about. Yeah, yeah. Because priorities. So it's really important just to understand how this has been creeping in for a long time, the basis for modern gender theory, and how far we've gone. And that's why you don't apologize. Mario Lopez, what are you thinking, A.C. Yeah. Slater? Uh, actually, by the way, I think we're getting word that oh. uh, Senator Sanders is still making his case to Congressman Delaney. Oh. Okay, let me try again. If you like your doctor, yes? You will not be able to keep your doctor. Senator, that's what I'm saying. So what you're saying is that if people do like their doctor, we should misplace him. No, I'm saying why do we have to take something away from people? So you would rather eliminate the people altogether. 
Oh, oh Senator wow. Sanders, when will you learn? <laughs> Seems like somebody hasn't been paying his tributes to Molek. All right, nope. we have Ben Shapiro <laughs> no. coming up after this. Yes. Stay tuned. Open your mind. Let us begin our quest to find a new sound. So a lot of you were asking what happened during the break. People tried to shut us down. Uh, and instead, they ended up moving us to a bigger space. So come on. This is the third space uh, we've been in, in the, uh, I guess, five years since the show began, three years since it's been daily. This is the conference room where we now sit and do pitches in the morning and work out material, uh, and people call in uh, via Skype, like uh, Brodigan and, and Pentelis. Come on, come on, let me show, let me show you. This is uh, the Ladderworth Crowder team, working hard, as you can see, on the show. And because they've worked so hard, we decided to uh, give them a ping pong table here. Everyone is uh, equally terrible. We don't have any Asians here, so we don't need to worry about anyone, you know, hustling anybody else at ping pong. Do you know what this is? It's LED. It's not a real Edison bulb. Because could you imagine what a pain in the ass it would be to get up and change all these bulbs? It's, in, it's entirely impractical. This is storage that uh, we used to have to have an off-site storage facility, uh, as well as a pod at our old space, which was highly illegal. Oh, this is a Spider-Man costume. I don't even know when we use this, but we use this for something. So this is all of our wardrobe that you can see. Wardrobe, Makeup here, funny hats because we like to have a laugh. Any idea how uncomfortable it is to send your mother to purchase one of these? Honestly, it's not that uncomfortable. Green screen room, though for some reason, apparently Audio Wade was developing photographs in here or something. Uh, you can see it's a lot bigger. We're still working on it. We have some audio issues because it is so big. And finally, this is where we actually tape the program, and this used to be entirely in my garage, uh, which I can say now because it's no longer a violation of any security, uh, because you won't find anything in my garage. Looks like after the Grinch left the Whoville, when he just left the crumb too small for a mouse and a couple of wires, you'll see. Here, look, look, you know that guy? He's the guy who can find a home in no culture, Quarter Black Garrett. And uh, this is the space where we record, produce, film the whole show. And, it was really important when we started doing this that it was a three-dimensional space where people wanted to hang out. You know, those things are actually filled with uh, liquor watered down with food coloring. Um, that's where Half Asian Bill usually sits, Quarter Black Garrett, Audio Wade, Gerald, and me right here. And all of this was made possible because you supported, stepped up, and joined Mug Club. And we're incredibly grateful. Like, compared to the YouTube studios and Google or the Young Turks, it's a really, really modest space, but it's what we needed. We were working out of a... It was actually was an old massage parlor, an untoward massage parlor. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it actually was, it's not a joke. We only found out after we moved in there, when people first came in and they saw the green screen in the old space and how small it was, they thought we were making pornography. So thank you Mug Club for making this happen and uh, onward and upward, better things. Say bye Garrett. I can't see anything. I've heard of your work! 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 I've heard of
Whistleblower 22 here. So, long sleeves. Why does Steven Crowder wear them so often? Well, I've put all the clues together, and the only possible answer is Steven Crowder has twig arms. I was able to find this in an archive pull post. Overwhelming. <laughs> Finally, I have concrete confirmation on social media by that kind of black dude on the show. Looks like his days of owning the libs are at an end now that everybody knows he's a beta male. If you like this, subscribe and bookmark my bitch shoot for when this gets taken down. You can also check out my Patreon from the link in the description below to help me move out. Till next time, whistleblower out. <laughs>、so、he's doing this because the song says it's a stick up.、Yeah. And I、uh, actually failed a sketch. Do you realize this? In high school drama class, Mrs. Jandra, who was a commie, I've told this story before, I found out what right wing meant because she said, Oh, you're、oh. so right wing, just from a sketch that I had done. And she got mad. She said, You have to call it a piece. And in that piece, I did this. A, like, wait, like a piece? Like this is a piece? Well, no, she would say, Don't say sketch, like, say piece. Get my piece out. But she got mad. No, 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 not at all.、And、don't try that again because if you do that in the wrong area of town, Baltimore, as we'll talk about <laughs> in a get, second, <laughs> you, won't, you will cease to exist. Okay. okay. The, the quarter black part will be no part. That's my bad. It won't even be one eighth part. <laughs> And she failed me because I did this. In、yeah. a pantomime sketch. She said, don't do that. A gun is in that. You would hold it like this, like you're mime the gun with the trigger. Don't hold your hand out like a gun.、Okay. And I said, well, you could have told me that before I did this, the, the sketch. And she said, peace, and she failed me. She called、oh, me up. Nice. And we're going to get to our guest in a second, Ben Shapiro, <laughs> but not just yet. She called us up. This is what she did, Mrs. Jandro, to ask us about her grade. She would ask you what you thought you had gotten.、Yeah. And then she would tell you what you did get, and you'd kind of talk about it. And so she called me up that same semester. She said, what do you think you got? I said, 100%. She said, What do you think you got? I said, 100,、um, I don't know, let's go 99. And we went all the way down to 93, and she kicked me out of class. All right, our next guest, thrilled to have him on the program, our first show back. Of course, you know him, you love him.、Uh, you、yeah. follow him on Twitter at Ben Shapiro, the Ben Shapiro Show at the Daily Wire. He was、uh, our first choice for the first show back. Mr. Shapiro, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I should correct that because I've been following the Jordan Peterson advice. Not always tell the truth, just don't lie.、Uh, Daniel Cormier was unavailable, but we do appreciate that you made the time. Well, you bet. You know, I, I was busy standing for Marianne Williamson, but I guess I'll stop by for you. Yes, exactly. You, are, you must be the nothing to which she was referring, the nothing that was coming for us, the all absorbing nothing. Terrible film, by、Only、the way, never ending story. Dark psychic terrorism. I mean, she's. She's do, good times, man. Do you think. I, mean, do you I, think I, will, she... I, I will say that. She is, she is spectacular. Do you think she resonates with people?、Um, I think that she's doing something that none of the other Democrats are. And I, I talked about it a little bit、crazy? on my show. Just the, the, well, there's that. But、yeah. I mean, no, the other Democrats are crazy. There's, there's plenty of crazy to go around.、Yeah. But she's crazy on a different level, meaning that 
you have Bernie and Elizabeth Warren fighting up here on the surface over how best to lie to the American people about the fact that they're going to destroy your health care. Mm -hmm. And then you have Marianne <laughs> Williamson, and she's just avoiding the entire conversation by going deep to the root. She's actually making a more Obama-esque promise than Warren or, or Sanders, who are both kind of doing the policy thing. Mm -hmm. She's saying policy doesn't matter. We need to heal our soul. And that, that does reek of Obama 2008 when Michelle Obama was going out there saying things like, you know, we're going to heal the souls of Americans. Barack's going to demand more of you. It really feels more like that. And on the other side, it feels more Trumpian than Cruz-ish or Rubio-ish. It, it, it's she, she's getting sure. to something that is a mood more than it is a politics. And right now, because people are looking to political leaders to be channels for their anger and for their mood, I think that, frankly, whoever is able to capture that from what Marianne Williamson is doing is going to win the nomination because she's obviously doing something that's that's yeah. interesting to people on an emotional level in a way that Mary in a way that that Elizabeth Warren jabbing at you over your tax rates is not. Right. And she's incredibly skilled at boiling the uh, children's pet rabbit. So she's <laughs> very, she, she's, she's well, a did you, did you see that clip of her? Did you see that clip of her talking to the kid about the cat? It's the best. Her, the, this, this kid comes up to her after the debate, and it's one of these child reporters, you know, very, very cute. And the kid says to her, Miss Williamson, do you have a pet? And she goes, I have a cat, but he died. And I thought, you know what? I'm voting for her. And by the way, your, your Marianne oh, Williamson is the same oh, as your Trump. Great. And logic, teaching children about death right after a debate oh, that's great. by talking about how her pet died. And, and only you can restore that pet if you clap loud enough. It's like Tinkerbell. <laughs> so just vote for me. Yeah. Right? The auras and the crystals will bring back the cat. It, it's just, it's, right. it's the best. I mean, I, I, I have to say, I'm enjoying every moment of the Marianne Williamson surge. I hope that it continues all the way up until she's defeated by President Trump in yeah. the re-election. Well, and then President Trump will tweet out, I knew her cat. I killed it. OK. Um, <laughs> and it'll, for some reason, it'll resonate. OK, so speaking of which, Donald Trump, uh, what, what, what is your take right on the Baltimore situation, uh, specifically, uh, specifically Cummings, Donald Trump, his tweets? Do you think, well, first off, give me your general take, and then I have a few more uh, sort of. OK, uh, so a couple of things. One, my general take about Trump is always, dude says a lot of bleep. I mean, that's just what he does. He says a lot of shit. Right. <laughs> you can bleep it out for me. Yeah. And, and I love how you, you know, said bleep and then decided, well, I'll go with it because it's not I my like, show. You know, Crowder show. I got to let it fly. Crowder show's different. Fine, we'll do it. And that's that's me being risque, gentlemen right. yes. and ladies. So, the, and, and members of all various yeah. genders. So, Beautiful in any case, the, 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 he, he says a lot of stuff. And, and the fact that the president tweets out whatever comes across his mind in like a 6 a.m. hour of Fox and Friends on a Sunday, I mean, doesn't he know it's Shark Week? Like, first of all, shouldn't he be <laughs> occupied? It's Shark Week. Yeah. And we know he loves Shark Week. He told Stormy Daniels he loves Shark Week. So, dude, go watch Shark Week and stop <laughs> watching Fox and Friends. And if you want to tweet out, like, facts about how many, sh how many teeth sharks have and how often they rotate those teeth, totally yeah. into it. But he, he, he just decided he also for told no her, I don't know if you know, she wanted, he wanted her to nickname him, and he was very uh, specific in, in the, speci uh, the specimen of shark. He demanded that she, she was like, do you want me to call you Great White? He said, call me Mako because I <laughs> and may arrive on the boat. For people who don't know, Mako sharks are the fastest species of shark, and they actually do know. jump wow. into boats. We'll bleep that. Okay, wow, continue. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't see that joke coming. I mean, the, the best kind of jokes, the ones you don't see coming, right. also the best kind of muggers. Yeah. In any case, the, you, you, <laughs> in any case, speaking of Baltimore, so Elijah Cummings, you know, the, the president is going after Cummings, and it's not like he has a solution for Baltimore or like this is a well-thought-out policy critique of the corruption in Baltimore. He's just like, I don't like Elijah Cummings. You know, he's from Baltimore. Baltimore sucks. And that was the, that, that was the entirety of his thought process. And everybody immediately went to, this is racist. And I thought to myself, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. the president talks crap about people all the time. And when people were doing this routine, well, he said the word infested. That's because he only says infested about 
areas that are black or brown. It's like he called New Hampshire drug infested. Right. Hey, New Hampshire has one black person. Right. And that black person is past. I mean, it's literally. Yeah, one, it was actually, one it was just Cummings guy. on vacation. It was him on holiday. Yeah. Right, it, it, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's Cory Booker and Kamala Harris campaigning for the presidency. That's the entire black population of New Hampshire. <laughs> and and so if, if we're talking about, you know, the, it's 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 about race. It's not about race. It's about Trump is sometimes a jerk and says jerky things. Now, number two. You can say a jerky thing and it can be true. In fact, most yeah. jerky things that people say to each other are true. Baltimore has been a horrible place to live since the wire was on the air and before that. Right. Of the last mm. four mayors, three have resigned in disgrace. One resigned after she, was, after she was convicted for embezzlement. The other one resigned after she basically said she made room for people to riot. And the third one just resigned on charges of corruption like five months ago, Catherine Pugh. So mm. it's, it's a disaster area in terms of local governance. It always has been. And you know who used to say that? Elijah Cummings. Elijah Cummings called this place drug infested back in 1999. Right. I guess that wasn't racist when he said it. But one of the things that Trump has a magical gift for, and here's where we get to the other side of the coin. Trump does have this gift that whatever he embraces becomes toxic to the left to the point where they must they must immediately disown anything he embraces and anything he attacks becomes a cherished idol to the left. So now you've got the left saying, no, not only is Baltimore not a bad place to live, Baltimore is the greatest place to live. <laughs> we are Baltimore. Now, none of these people are actually picking up and moving to Baltimore. No. Like, it's not happening. Of course Baltimore not. has had a net loss of population in the last decade. Right. And there are article after article in the Baltimore Sun talking about why this is, how it's the governance, the fact that it has incredibly high tax rates and no tax base, the fact the public education system sucks, the fact that in several of the schools in Baltimore, there was not a single student who was reading at grade level or could pass math at grade level. It, like this is, this is well-known stuff, but because Trump said it, suddenly it's both racist and also Baltimore must be awesome. So I'm recommending to the White House that as a next step, Trump come out and condemn cancer because very quickly, <laughs> the Democrats will be, we are all in for pancreatic stage four. It is the best type of cancer. Right. And are you against metastasis? If you're against metastasis, it's just because you want to limit the dissemination of cancer to other parts because you're xenophobic. Right. So you, instead of setting up barriers to cancer, what we really should be doing is allowing the, those cancer cells to cross across all organ barriers without any sort of impediment. That's the only way that we you can know, have true freedom in the body. You politics. know who did this very effectively, and I would say maybe more thoughtfully, and people didn't give him credit for it, Norm MacDonald. I was just listening to a more leftist radio show in uh, San Francisco. It was an old Norm MacDonald interview, and he said, and you know, because, uh, you know, black people, uh, they tend to be poorer than white people, and they got all offended. He said, wait, are you saying that Black people are richer than white people. I said, no, we're, you just don't want to make a generalization. He said, well, I'm saying that it's because of, uh, you know, we have a racist society. We need, to, we need to fix it. That's racist. And they all of a sudden flipped, where, of course, we talk about systemic discrimination. We talk about white privilege. But yeah. him saying black people tend to be poorer than white people, they got furious. You can go uh, search this on YouTube wow. right now. Um, let me ask you this, though, because I appreciate what you're saying there. And, yeah, Donald Trump may be... It may be rough around the edges, but he's not wrong. The only thing he was wrong about was saying that Baltimore is the worst city in the country. Uh, that would be Detroit, for similar reasons. But I have seen some virtue-signaling conservatives saying, uh, you know what, he shouldn't do this because Cummings has served the city of Baltimore for decades, and President Trump is merely uh, attacking it. Could, could there be a less effective defense? If you've served a city that, for that, decades, it, it, and the really city's true. Baltimore, it's like being a server for two decades, but you've never gotten an order right. I guess technically. <laughs> Right. The, 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 this is exactly right. And, and in fact, Chris Cuomo back in 2015, I mean, everybody's ignoring this, but back in 2015, when there were riots in Baltimore, Elijah Cummings went on CNN and Chris Cuomo said to him, you know, you're ripping into federal governance and all this, but you've been a congressperson from this area for a very long time. There's a black mayor. There's a black city council. It's a majority black city. The majority of the police force is black. Like at some point, shouldn't you, Elijah Cummings, take some responsibility for the city as opposed to, you know, blaming it on American racism? And nobody called Chris Cuomo racist for that because, of course, it's not a racist question. Mm -hmm. So, again, 
the, the, the problem that I have for Trump with Trump just generally is he is the president of the United States. You hope the president of the United States is out there proposing solutions, not just pointing out problems for political purposes. But look, Trump is what he is. That does not mean that what he's saying is untrue or that Baltimore is a wonderful place to live. And I love all these folks who are coming out and saying, well, his congressional district, Elijah Cummings, represents Johns Hopkins and it represents the harbor. And it's like, yes, that's true. And if you average Bill Gates's income and the homeless man that is off the side of the freeway, if you average their income, then the average income is unbelievably wealthy. Right. But that is not exactly how Baltimore works. Mm. It's a very bifurcated city. Elijah Cummings knows this. Everybody in Baltimore knows this. So citing those stats to say, no, actually, Baltimore is a wonderful place because of median income. Again, yeah. that is that is a dishonest. And I love how they tried out Johns Hopkins when they were protesting it uh, two months ago because they won't perform the sex reassignment surgery. So this is one of the, yeah. again, it just comes down to what's convenient. And I would say Donald Trump's likely, he hasn't necessarily expressed his policy proposals, would be, hey, you know what, Baltimore? How about, same thing, Detroit, follow my lead. How about we do that? We do what's working for the country. I wish he would express it more, but I do think Baltimore could tear a page from his book. All right, uh, we do have to move because this this was something that happened over there at PragerU. You know, you guys work very closely with them. Uh, A.C. Slater uh, just caught flack. We've been talking about this for his comments regarding three parents. I, th I don't have his exact quote in front of me. He said it's dangerous for parents to allow three-year-olds to become transgender, that they shouldn't be making those decisions at that point in their life. Something to that effect. Um, the reaction, the backlash has been unbelievable. W what do you think in watching this? Do you think that there's, there's an out-of-touchedness? It, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. So let me read you the actual quote, because I just got it up in front of me here. He says, I'm trying to understand it myself, and please don't lump me into that whole group. I'm kind of blown away. Look, I'm never one to tell people how to parent their kids, obviously. I think if you come from a place of love, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way, or you think you're a boy or a girl or whatever the case may be, I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make this determination then, well, okay, you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. It's sort of alarming, and my gosh, I just think about the, re the repercussions later on. And he added, when you're a kid, you just don't know anything about sexuality yet, you're just a kid. Every single word that he says there is so eminently reasonable that if you stop the person on the street and you said, should a three-year-old choose their own gender? Everybody would be like, no, what are you, crazy? Mario Lopez says it, and everybody goes crazy, and it trends on Twitter. Twitter, I've decided, is the boo box from Hook. Remember in Hook, <laughs> yeah. Justin Hoffman well, we have the boo box has pirates, and then he'll yeah. say Exactly. He'll say to them, did you make a boo-boo? Did you make a boo-boo? So, yeah, I made a boo-boo. And then you throw them in the boo box and you put scorpions and snakes in there. Twitter is the boo box. So but, by the way, do you know who was put, you know who was put in the boo box? Do you know who that was? I can't remember this. The, you, won't, you won't know it. It was Glenn Close dressed as a male pirate. The way they, no! no! Not the boo box! No! It was Glenn Close. Go back and watch it. It's very creepy. Really? Yeah, Glenn Close with a beard. Yeah, no joke. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up because I don't trust you. So in any case. <laughs> I, I promise you, I watch, everyone now is gonna go Google that. We were talking, because we did the Boovox sketch where yeah. people obviously, Black Omar puts people in the Boovox where they lock them in a treasure chest, but they just put in Vox videos. And uh, we went back and did our research and we're like, that's Glenn Close. Oh yeah. my God, you're exactly right. That's exactly right. Wow, yeah. that is an amazing didn't, thing I learned today, Stephen Crowder. Uh, you couldn't do that today. No, I, didn't, I didn't believe. That would be appropriate and you'll be stealing a role from a transgender. Believe all women. Yes, uh, okay. If you had been a woman, I would have believed you because believe all women. But, yes, yes uh, but, you're not. So it, my, my, my bad. My bad. So in any case, the, you know, Mario Lopez says something that is obviously, look, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. If I leave my three-year-old alone for more than an hour, he's dead. Okay. I mean, like, I mean, like he will kill himself. It, 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 he cannot decide what to wear. He cannot dress himself. He cannot, he cannot decide what to eat because he would eat only French fries and cardboard. He, it, like, he, he's a wonderful kid and he's very smart for a three-year-old, but he's three. Not and so if he's if, eating if he cardboard. Me, that's just, you know, that's just one inch maybe shy of uh, sticking the quarter in the light socket. Candy. 
Yeah, no, no, he's definitely like the light socket. He's into. Uh, he, he definitely <laughs> is into sharp objects. So knives sure. and fire, he's very into. Yeah. So he's he's a budding sociopath. I mean, like father, like son. But yes. in any case, yeah, you know, the, 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 the fact that. I would never leave him to his own devices to do anything because he's three and I'm not a moron. But apparently, according to the left, you're supposed to let a three-year-old decide what their gender is, even though gender is a made-up word that the left has basically created in order to pretend that biology doesn't exist. Because right. the left does say, well, gender is completely separate from sex, but also gender is more important than sex, so gender is sex. So there's a, there's a thing called a female penis. And if you don't understand this, it's because you don't understand biology. And you're like, whoa. Right. This, this, this went a little way, crazy. by the way, here's a three-year-old stripping in drag. This is, we just talked about this. It does lead, people don't understand this. They go, well, hold on a second. Why did this lead, why did this lead to the hypersexualization of children? You've seen this drag queen story time, all this stuff, and now you have a kid, we just uh, showed some pictures, selling uh, clothing from an erotic clothing yeah. line. Well, think about it. What are we really talking about when we're talking about gender. You're talking about a decision at that point that will affect your sex life, which of course you won't be able to engage in for another decade, decade and a half, yeah. for the rest of your life. It is by its very nature a sexual decision and discussion. And then people seem surprised that these kids often get uh, hypersexualized. And that's that's a real problem. It's 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 not just a stretch, it is the inevitable when you start allowing this. I mean, as a parent, my job is to protect the innocence of my children. That is my only job in life, is to protect the innocence of my right. children. And the left is firmly convinced that the best way for me to protect the innocence of my children is not to guide my children in any way. And this is idiotic. And there's this, this famous story about Rousseau, who, of course, wrote a book called Emile about how you should basically let your kids roam free in the forest, and then they'll learn from the forest creatures basically how to live. And some woman came up to Rousseau at one point during his life and said, you know, I read Emile. It's a beautiful book, and I've been raising my child that way. And Rousseau said, are you crazy? What are you doing? It's a fiction book. And, and this is what the left has become. We're supposed to let three-year-olds, like you, these are the same people who will say that you cannot feed your child a GMO apple, right? If you, if you, if you serve your child a tomato that is non-organic, then you are a bad parent. But if you let your kid decide that he is a she, and then you start considering hormone treatments and dressing the kid in female clothing, and, and you decide to do all of this, then, then obviously you're a good parent. So a good parent makes sure that what goes inside their kid's body is the most organic, but also that the kid gets to decide everything else about their body, including right. the stuff that is the, the most private and important decision-making they will ever make in their entire life right. about what they do with their body. I mean, it's, it's just, it's completely insane. The fact that Mario Lopez was grilled over this and the fact that he then backed down, the pressure by the left on these subjects is so great and the pressure to silence is so intense right. that... The, I, I cannot imagine there will not be a backlash. There, there has to be a backlash here. And I hope that it comes out in a reasonable way, obviously. I think the backlash should be just truth. But I, I fear that the left is pushing so hard that they're not going to like what they get on the other side of this. Well, and a point that I've often made, people don't necessarily think about this, but, you know, the whole idea of BPA-free uh, water bottles and organic, a big part of it is they want to avoid what they call xenoestrogens, sort of these, uh, these chemicals that mimic estrogen in the body and they believe can be cancerous, particularly for young men. When injected directly into your ass, however, in the form of a puberty blocker, well, you know what, all of a sudden the science is a little bit murky. This is the issue. It is remarkably inconsistent. All right, we do have to get going. Let me ask you this final uh, take. Who do you think is the most formidable opponent for Donald Trump, and who do you expect to sort of make it on that big stage debate in September? I mean, I still think the most formidable opponent for a general election is Biden, because he's the only one who seems to have any shred of sanity left to him. I mean, obviously, there, there are other folks who I think would be uh, a tough race for him. Uh, some of them showed up, actually, to, to the debate, John Delaney, uh, but he's never going anywhere. No. Uh, I, I, don't think that, I, I don't think that Elizabeth Warren would actually run a supremely tough race against him, just because she's so radical and she's so off-putting. Yeah. Um, but it remains to be seen if Biden's first day was his best day. I've been saying for a long time I think that his first day would be his best day. But as people get a look at the other candidates, they seem to be coming back around to Biden a little bit and going, you guys are 
too crazy. And, I, and I, I'm not kind of liking what I'm seeing. It was, it was weird to watch the gap close and then reopen a little bit as people realize that basically the entire cast and crew here is from Arkham Asylum, except for <laughs> Joe Biden, who is only a temporary stay. Like, he, he's like the Joker. He sort of pops into Arkham Asylum back and forth. And he's the least crazy person there, apparently. Yeah, I, I don't know that I agree. I think Bernie Sanders still might be the toughest one because of the Midwestern states and his appeal to union workers there, uh, which I don't necessarily think Joe Biden carries with him. But that's a conversation for another day. We can talk. We can get policy wonky. I don't usually do that. But with Ben Shapiro, why not? All right. It is The Ben Shapiro Show at The Daily Wire. Follow him on Twitter, at Ben Shapiro. Senior Shapiro, thank you so much for being here, sir. Be well. We'll see you soon. You bet. Congrats on the studio. Oh, thank you. Look at this. I have more room to dance. This is Vox. This is your brain on Vox. Any questions? Is this yours? No, I... Your mother said she found it in your closet. Well, I don't know. Well, where'd you get be... it? It's, look, Dad, it's not well, Where'd mine. you learn to watch this trash? I, I... Look, now answer me. Who taught you to do this stuff? I learned it from watching Maul's boyfriend, all right? Teach your kids about politics, or Vox and your wife's boyfriend will do it for you. The one live read of the week time. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in. We're so glad to be back here in this new studio with all of this room. Of course, thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Walther Firearms. Uh, the only plug we need to get is just, just try the Walther. If you're looking to purchase a firearm, they have the balls to sponsor the show and their fantastic firearms. Uh, I do want to let you guys know we have more golden ticket sweepstakes if you want to apply. We're hiring here at Ladder with Crowder. Ladderwithcrowder.com slash jobs. Ladderwithcrowder.com slash jobs for people who want to apply. I think we need some editors and we need some producers and people with organizational acumen. Probably going to be a woman. See, that's reverse sexism because women tend to be more self-organizers than men. We've had good luck with women here at Ladder with Crowder. <laughs> Hope the ACLU's not watching. And uh, Ladderwithcrowder.com slash mug club for people who have not yet joined. You get access to all of the daily content, to Ash Wednesday, to Life Advice, you probably get an extra, I don't know, I would say you're maybe getting 30% of the content here on YouTube if you're watching it here, uh, as well as uh, you're going to get access to the entire Blaze catalog. And thank you so much to everyone who uh, did order mugs. We had uh, this huge influx of people joining in July, so it might take a little bit longer. Summer back ordered up to two months. We're going to get the hand etched mug out to every single one of you. Uh, and thanks so much to the people at NBC Vox who made this all possible. We'll be here for years to come. LouderWithCrowderShop.com, supporting free speech since 2000 and something. With people being banned from social media left and right, you can now purchase this de-platform this limited edition LouderWithCrowderShop.com t-shirt, signifying your insubordinance to authority and request for them to kiss your ass and lick your LouderWithCrowderShop.com today. Multifaceted drowning dance for people who forgot. I first wanted to scruff up my beard so it looked uh, 
mm. biophysically accurate when oh, you were in water, you know, it would float around like, like yeah. uh, Jeffrey Rush in that Pirates of the a... Caribbean playing the piano. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it, I also got overly cocky. We need ILM for that. I got overly cocky with the space, and so I leaned back, forgetting that you can't lean back underwater because you die. Oh, well. People, people yeah. don't appreciate it is how a drowning much dance. put into the drowning dance. Uh, you die, so. uh, thank you so much to Ben Shapiro. Hey, next week we're going to hey. change my mind. Oh, at a surprise location. So soon. Something similar to the Google one that we did before, only uh, far more incendiary. Yeah. And uh, we also have, a, I believe, a long form with Andrew Yang on the oh, show well, on Tuesday. So we have a pretty busy week next week. Looking forward to that. Uh, stay tuned. And by the way, what's the vote on the beard here? I think I'm going to have to get rid of it when we do sketches and characters. I vote keep it. Ah, uh, yeah, but that's just because you like beards. I know, yeah. I'm a beard guy, but I had to shave it. Are you a beard guy? I am. I couldn't I tell. Uh, apparently, by the way, uh, Bernie Sanders uh, and uh, Congressman Delaney still still at it. Okay, let's cycle through this one more time. Step one, we have private insurance to begin with. Yes? Yes. Okay, step two, we get rid of that. I, you know. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's a battle to the end of time, so. I guess. It's They're going to be locked end. in it forever. forever. Was that the Joker and Batman you're talking about that? I like how tickled audio weight is by that for some reason. Even though he had to edit it, you'd think it would have worn <laughs> off at this point. Uh, did you have a good, good break? You guys have a good uh, yeah. Good break it was too? awesome. I went to New York. It was a lot of fun. Really? Yeah. A lot of trash. That's disgusting. A lot of trash. Yeah, a lot so. of trash. A lot of yeah. actual human feces. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it. Yeah. Very common. What are, yeah. Did, yeah. Well, you had a my wife had a child. You had a human. So, That's yeah. true. That yeah. was pretty yeah. big. It was Mine's big. more important though. And how's how's the child <laughs> sleeping through the through, through the night? Doing very well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Good for He's you. He's a pro. Good for you. Uh, well, I didn't do any of those things. Um, I pretty much did very little, which was nice. And if, like we said, we were gone for a while because we had to build all this, so it's not like uh, everyone yeah. was off for that long. But in the future, for people who wonder, well, what, some people are like, did you quit? No, of course we didn't quit. Uh, we're going to be taking, it's going to be a pretty regular schedule, just three weeks off in, around uh, Christmas, and then same thing in the summer, 4th of July. We don't uh, take as much time off as the other late night shows, but yeah, we do need a break because we have so much technical stuff to catch up on, and of course, actually updating the studio. We need to do that uh, behind the scenes. So just remember that, that a break around Christmas time and a break uh, in the summer. By the way, you know when you email everyone in this industry? It's just yeah. auto replies. Everyone in this industry That's is gone. That's all you get. It's just everyone, yeah. everyone gone. We're, it's like we're gone for two weeks. You're gone July, August. What are you, a public school teacher? <laughs> It's still complain. Most important job in the world, by the way. So during the break, yeah. <laughs> second Real grade heroes. teacher, <laughs> tell that to the nuclear physicists who were uh -huh. decoding. Tell that to the Benedict Cumberpatch character who was secretly gay but was decoding. What was it called? Uh, yeah, uh, imitation game. Imitation game. Uh, Should have imitated a second grade yeah, teacher. Nice. <laughs> Would have gotten more street cred. Uh, a straight one at that. During the break, I did have some time. So I'm supposed, this is supposed to be, this is not going to be super inspiring clothes, but I think it'll be one of the most helpful. Uh, during the break, I was fortunate enough, though, to have some time for some self-reflection. And by the way, let me be clear, I think that in general, self-reflection is vastly overrated. Uh, sure, of course, it's necessary, but there's a time and place for it. Too much self-reflection usually means you aren't spending enough time serving others. That's why most Zen guys are actually pricks. Uh, anyway. I did take a couple of days, though, for some self-reflection, or it just kind of happened naturally. And uh, with the intensity required to work here at Court of Black Gear and Audio Wait Know This at Ladder with Crowder, it's an intense job. Yeah. And we are taking applications at ladderwithcrowder.com slash jobs, but it's, it's not easy. Um, it took me a while to, to, to come down, you know, to kind of hum along at a normal frequency. And that's pretty common. And I realized something that my wife has echoed quite a bit. Um, I have two gears as a person, and she's always said this, I have turbo and off. And so something I've been working really hard at doing is, is finding that, you know, kind of finding third gear 
to use an analogy. Find something where I can be moving, be productive, but not have to be you know, burning the candle at both ends or just completely inert. There needs to be that in-between, and it's not a skill that I've entirely mastered yet. Now, let me say this, this will sound arrogant, but far from it. I'm an overachiever in the sense that if you ask any of my grade school teachers or high school, uh, they wouldn't have had high hopes at all. And rightfully so, by the way, I'm not blaming them. They were correct, but I, I've definitely accomplished more than most of them thought that I could. And this is relative here because um, I learned something, just like I learned that I don't really have a third gear and I've been working on that. Um, I learned something uh, between high school and today and it's not a skill that we teach enough. And I think it's arguably the most important tool in anyone's toolbox if you can develop it, but we almost never talk about it. And that's that I learned how to learn. And when you learn how to learn, the world really is your oyster. Possibilities, opportunities, they're at, they really are limitless. It's something we say a lot, but I actually mean it here. I don't mean this as a double speak, sort of just sound bite, uh, learn to learn. Learning how to learn is a process in and of itself. And that's because it's not necessarily the same for everyone. The execution is, but not necessarily the method. Um, I think the reason we, we aren't taught the skill a lot is because, really, if you don't learn in the way you're supposed to learn in the public school system, well, then we're told there must be something wrong with you. So there are a lot of brilliant people out there just waiting for their potential to be tapped uh, who aren't able to take that first step because no one's ever taught you how to learn outside of the confines of a basic classroom. And for me, I learned that uh, if I wasn't interested in a given topic, for example, in school, uh, it was nearly impossible to drill it into my thick skull. I would go entire semesters of never cracking a textbook. Bell rings, class in session, bell rings, it's done. And I was daydreaming the entire time, wondering where the class went. I had entire years of school where this happened, where I'd have to make up for it with private tutoring afterwards that I would have to pay for with a lawn mowing job, which was highly illegal and frowned upon, mind you, in Quebec, because they're lazy socialist pricks like the Zen guys. On the flip side, if I'm interested in a topic, I'm an ultra-fast learner, okay? So if I'm not interested, border, not even functionally retarded, just retarded, retarded. Uh, and if I'm interested, there, I pick up things pretty quickly. Maybe you're that way. Uh, you need to find ways to make what you need to learn interesting. Now, some people learn things conceptually, and some people learn by you know, a step-by-step -step method. Uh, for example, this kind of came up again because we had to build all those furniture. We have this, this cottage on a lake, uh, which my wife and I are really happy about. Been a dream of ours for a long time. Really been a dream since I was a little kid. Uh, and we had to build this awful furniture, the, the Ikea furniture. Oh. It's just terrible, oh, no. the Swedish instructions. And um, I, we did, for example, we had like a bench and a chair, just kind of some basic pat patio furniture. And it took me so long to do the first piece. And then I realized, hold on a second, hold on a second, I'm going about this all wrong. I'm going, screw this in here, okay, what size screw? I turned to the last page to see the finished product and then worked my way backwards. And then I was clipping along really quickly. I was able to do it faster than other people who were helping build the furniture. That's how I learned. And you get a whole, a whole snapshot, right? For me, it's always been a conceptual approach and then I can reverse engineer it. That's not how everybody learns. Good example, when I did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I would go in for a long time. Remember I had, I, I, I had two years where I made almost no progress and then picked it up really quickly. People said, well, what have you been doing? Well, here's what happened. I would go in, I would have an instructor, didn't speak English very well. You're gonna put your foot here for to make taps of me choke. I didn't understand. But then what I learned to do is I would watch people who were the best. That's all that happened. I would go, okay, well, I'm gonna watch a video and not watch an instruction, but I would watch a video of someone winning a match who had a similar body type to myself and go, oh, hold on a second, I see what he did there and I can reverse engineer that. Now I understand 
the steps. So the point here is learning how you learn is individual. The execution after that is universal. Once you've learned, though, uh, how you learn, or at least you've begun the process of improvement, what I mean to say here is it's the same for everyone after you've figured out how it is that you learn. And that's repetitions, incremental improvement. That's it. That's the secret to getting good at anything, period. I'll get into that more next week because I think that's an important topic for another day. Uh, but right now, I want you to take this first step with me. Like I said, it may not be an inspiring close, but I think it's going to be a useful one. I want you to do this with me. First step is this. What are you good at? Think about it. You don't have to be a world beater. Just pick something you're good at in relation to other people, you know, even in relation to yourself. Maybe you're not good at most things, but you're relatively good at this one thing. Everyone's got it. You got it in mind? Think about it, okay? Good. How did you learn it? What was required for you to get your head around it conceptually and on the path to pragmatically improving? I guarantee you that if you think about it, you realize something important about yourself. What are you good at? How did you learn it? Write it down. Now think of something else you'd like to learn, okay? but I haven't gotten around to yet. That's step two. Something you'd like to learn. Could be playing piano, I don't know what it is. Could be learning how to play basketball, no clue. Think of it, something you haven't gotten around to yet because next week we're gonna start on that thing. So now you know what it is that you're good at, you know how you got good at that, now you know what it is that you wanna do next, we're gonna cycle through how you learn. And I'm telling you, this is a tool that if you can master, the possibilities are endless. You've heard me talk about how unbelievable it is now that every kid with an iPhone basically can accomplish in 10 minutes what it would've taken us two days to accomplish in research at our local library. Then again, I wouldn't have the search history of soccer, so you know, it's a double-edged sword, but <laughs> you understand the point. Think of how much technology has opened up possibilities, right, for productivity. Think of, we've talked about this, if you could go back with an M16 to the Civil War era, I mean, you would, you would take everybody out. You'd win the Civil War. Think of just what technology has done to open doors. Even more impactful than that, a surefire way to open up more doors in your life is simply to learn how to learn. Because once you figure that out, you can learn almost anything else you choose. And not only is it not taught to people, I'm gonna talk about this in closing, not only is it not taught to people, it's often kept from people, hidden from people. Think about it, personal trainers. Every, let me tell you what a goal for a personal trainer should be. Every single personal trainer, their goal should be after, I don't know, two or three months, that you never need them again. Every school teacher's goal should be that all of their students come end of term, end of school year, get 100% on their final exam. That should be the goal. That's the ideal. Doesn't mean it'll happen in practice, but that should be what they're striving for. But just like travel agents in 2019 who've not heard of Trivago, gatekeepers, they always want to enshrine into you the value of their gatekeeping. Those are fearful people. They don't want to live with all of you as equals. So they don't want you to learn how to learn. They want to have to be a perpetual teacher. That's not me. I do want you to learn. I want you to be out, I want everyone out there to be as independently unlimited in your potential as humanly possible. And that happens immediately when you learn how you learn and how to implement it. Now, I'm not gonna be doing this show forever. You know what? I really want you to be at a point where you don't need me. By the way, you don't need me. <laughs> That's important, you, you don't. I just need you to believe that you don't. Of course, you know, tune in. Yeah, listen, of course, tune in, join Mug Club, get some laughs. But I want you to get to a point where you don't need someone as a perpetual teacher, trainer, someone marking your, your test with a red pen. I want you to be able to do it yourself. So next week, we're going to get into how to execute the improvement. But I want you out there as equals. I'll see you on the battlefield as equals. Learn to learn. See you next week.